Hello, I'm Zanele Butelezi, and welcome to China Africa Talk. China and the world celebrate Chinese New Year and welcome the Year of the Rabbit. It's been you know, a day for, for the family and I think very importantly it's also a day where we look forward to hope, prosperity and uh, you know, good things to come in the New Year. And I think Chinese New Year is very important and also very beautiful traditional festival. Chinese both at home and abroad are celebrating Chinese New Year, marking 2023 as the Year of the Rabbit. This year's festivities begin as China and many other countries have lifted the COVID-19 restrictions that have been in place over the past three years. This means many people are now able to travel to their hometowns to reunite and celebrate with their families after being kept apart by the pandemic. To discuss this, I'm joined by Councillor Michael Soon, member of the Mayoral Committee for Environment and Infrastructure Services in the city of Johannesburg, South Africa. And in Beijing, Abdilahi Ismail, lecturer at the School of African Studies at the Beijing Foreign Studies University. Let me just go ahead and start with you, Michael. As we approach the Chinese New Year, which falls on January 22nd this year, what is it like preparing for the Chinese New Year in South Africa as someone of uh, Chinese heritage? You know, the Chinese New Year has always been a, a very important date for us. In fact, not just one day, but, you know, celebration carries on for, for many days and weeks, in fact, uh, for us in the Chinese community. So even when I was growing up as a, as a child, that uh, it has always been important for us to get together as a family. So whether you are out, you know, far or, or near, you need to be home. You need to come home to your parents and ensure that uh, we have that uh, family New Year's Eve dinner together. And that's really a, a, a family gathering. And or we would often see uh, members of the family that we have not seen for, for you know, months or, or even years sometimes. So we as kids will then have a wonderful time. You know, we would see our cousins and uh, we'll play. But I think as we grow older and our families uh, move further and further apart from each other, we really try our best to get together still. I certainly, you know, I, I, I'm very fortunate that uh, I have my mother with me uh, at home and uh, my mother-in-law also uh, is with us. So our, our celebration will continue with the tradition and good culture of uh, family celebration. And I think as for the community at large uh, in, in South Africa, we've already kicked off with the celebrations, starting with the community organizations and associations that uh, we uh, normally have uh, the local communities together. We have uh, wonderful food. We have uh, very, very interesting entertainment, not just in terms of the Chinese culture, but the local African culture entertainment. So that really gets up uh, the atmosphere. And of course, you know, there are other... Um, events being held by the Chinese embassy and the Chinese consulate and that the we, of course, attend. And uh, that's also a different uh, celebration. But I think most importantly for us will be that uh, family gathering. You know, we sit around the table and we eat and ensure that uh, we uh, spend a very warm 
uh, family time with each other uh, over New Year's uh, and uh, very importantly, that wonderful dinner I'm so looking forward to for New Year's Eve. What about you, Abdullahi? What have you experienced? I mean, you've been in China for 14 years now. So what has this time of the year meant to you as uh, someone who comes from Somalia? I feel very interesting. I have been in China for a long time and I have, I have uh, expanded about 14 Chinese New Year in China. It is uh, the most embracing for me that uh, every year or every spring festival, the university where I study, they organize it for us uh, as a foreign students to have a New Year dinner together. They give us a red pocket and also the also I can say New Year gifts and also warm wishes, which uh, is uh, lefty very warm. Secondly, my experience of uh, going to the train station as a volunteer during my spring festival gives me a better to understand of Chinese New Year festival on the day of the spring festival. I often combine my wife and my children back to her hometown to visit relatives, parents, and friends. And I feel that uh, friendship of my family, thirdly, I will travel with my family during the spring festival, uh, for example, to Yunnan and also Sanya. I found that the traveling also a choice for many Chinese people during the spring festival. So you are married to a, a local here in China? Yes. <laughs> And so how do you accommodate each other's cultures during this time? Yeah, of course, we are different culture, but we, each other, we respect to each other. And then I, I also adapt in, in China because I, I have been a long time. So especially yeah, we respect each other. It's all about respecting each other, creating that further understanding between the two different peoples. Coming back to you, Michael, what does Chinese New Year mean to you personally? What is the core value that you think should be spread to everyone during this time of the year? What are the values that you really, really hold dear to your heart during this time of the year? The Chinese New Year is an ancient um celebration. It's been celebrated for thousands and thousands of years. Although the uh, way of celebration may have changed, you know, through times, but I think that the, the, the core value, um, that value of family has never changed. It has always been there. It has been, you know, a day for, for the family. And I think very importantly, it's also a day where we look forward to hope, prosperity, and uh, you know, good things to come in the new year. I, I think it's not just in terms of family getting together, but, you know, getting together in celebration of what we have achieved in the year before and, you know, what is lying ahead for all of us. And I, I, I honestly uh, have, uh, I admire what uh, Abdiahahi has done uh, for, for staying in China for so long. And he's embraced the culture that um, it is not easy to, to explain to um, a non-Chinese person 
to say, but why do you do all these things in celebration of the Chinese New Year? Why do you give the red packets? Uh, as you know, uh, the, the, the red packets would uh, normally contain money. But uh, for us as children, I remember re receiving those red packets from our parents and our relatives. It was, oh, you know, I've, I'm going to have more pocket money to spend. But uh, the, the, the person, the elder that gives us the uh, red packet, they give it with uh, a sense of um, to say that to grow up safe, you know, do well in your schoolwork. So it comes with a lot of well-wish and a lot of care. So I think that culture will always continue for us and we will certainly pass it down to our next generation. So, so in, in essence, for me, it must be a day of joy where we uh, reflect on the year past. Uh, we, of course, look forward to the year that is ahead, but all that must be embedded into our family values. And uh, it's also a... Um, opportunity for us to pass down to our next generation what our forefathers have achieved and have done. So it's really also an opportunity for us to educate and teach our children what is the Chinese New Year all about. Mm -hmm. And you did mention that your mother is with you there. And uh, so I'm thinking there'll be a lot of cooking of dumplings, making dumplings uh, in the family, which is one of the major things during this time uh, of the year. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's quite a lot of work to make dumplings. Um, so we'll either make our own or, you know, opt for the quick quick away. We'll buy the frozen ones from the supermarket. But that is cheating. You should be making your own dumplings. And they, again, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to do as family, you know, to show your kids how flowers mixed, how the fillings mixed, you know, and uh, the different flavors of the dumplings and how they are cooked. And, and again, you know, we're passing down those traditions and cultures uh, down to our generations. They're really wonderful experience. So I think we'll be making our own dumplings this year. Let me come back to you, Abdilahi. What have you planned for this uh, holiday? I mean, you said you usually travel with your, your family, your in-laws. What's uh, on the cards this year? Um, do you have anything planned uh, for the celebrations? In fact, we plan for traveling in China, but this year we can't because we have a new baby, a daughter, born in this year. So I plan to my children to be in around Beijing, the Asian places, and also the park. So we go to around the city and then we stay in. When we come back and also we can watch, we, we can watch Chinese New Year gala in the television. Because also this is the show, it's the largest TV show in China. I watch it by almost every Chinese family in Chinese New Year. So just we stay in China, Beijing. Yes, the Spring Festival Gala is uh, the most watched uh, television show according to statistics. And it gathers many people, uh, families around to watch and sit and, you know, have a good time. So it's one of the highlights of the Chinese New Year celebrations. So you have been following or watching it all these years that you've been here in China? Yes, of course. I also, I like it. Every time I ask my wife, at what time the New Year time? Because this is January 22. So 14, the 14 years I was watching this uh, show. So I, I like it really. So I enjoy it every year. 
Well, that makes me feel very happy. And I think you might have seen me performing in last year's show. Just a little bit at the end. What about you, Michael? I mean, do people in South Africa follow the Spring Festival Gala? We are very fortunate because of technology where we're able to watch it, uh, you know, from home. I, I, I will now look for last year's uh, recording and I'll look for you, Zanelle. But, you know, it's a huge thing to be on the, uh, on the Spring Festival Gala. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not just in terms of showcasing your talent, but uh, it's a recognition of uh, what uh, you can do. And uh, certainly, you know, it's a huge thing to not just to watch it, but to even to be on it. But we certainly would watch it, uh, you know, together with a lot of other entertainments that we have. We, uh, after, after dinner, we would get around the TV screen and, and watch the Spring uh, Festival Gala. The Chinese community in other countries, in uh, the U.S., for instance, California, San Francisco, and in New York, there are these big parades that take place um, to mark this occasion. In South Africa, what's the culture for you? What has been the practice for you? I know in South Africa, there are many Chinatowns in, uh, in Johannesburg, in Durban, as well as in Cape Town. So I'm interested to find out if there are events or activities that are organized by the Chinese uh, community there? Yes, uh, in fact, there, there are several celebrations lined up. Um, there's always a big one where the uh, the name of the association is called the Chinese Association TCA. Uh, they would, you know, have a, a huge celebration with firework displays, a lot of food stores and, and entertainment performances. And there's another one that's been going on for several years now. The uh, new Chinatown in uh, Johannesburg, it's in an area called Seraldine. The, the street is called Derrick Avenue, where there's a lot of Chinese restaurants. So uh, they would then have all these tables and chairs out. All the restaurants would then take bookings years in advance. And um, then it becomes a street closed off with uh, celebrations and, and you can order foods. So it's really becoming a... Um, a day of uh, you know celebration where not just the Chinese community but the local communities attend. They look forward to that day where they can sit outside, enjoy the the, the summer night. Or oh, by the way, it's summer in in South Africa now, so the weather is always nice and hot. And on the evening, we sit out there, Zanila, you would know, uh, under the stars, you know, where we have our meals, watch entertainments, performances. You know, kids get to run around. So it's really something that uh, we we do enjoy a lot uh, with uh, the local friends. Uh, they come together. Sometimes, you know, they book so many tables that uh, we we run out of space to uh, book. But it's, uh, it's something that uh, we, we really encourage to say that uh, we, we want to showcase the culture and we certainly want to open our arms and welcome the local community also to see what the Chinese people do in celebration of the new year. Mm -hmm. Talking about, uh, you know, opening up to other cultures, um, South Africa, like China, is uh, diverse in terms of culture. They have different cultures different groups, ethnic groups, and so on. So how has the local uh, community in South Africa, the non-Chinese uh, people, how have they embraced the Chinese New Year? How have they been incorporated also in the activities to promote that togetherness that is the spirit of uh, the Chinese uh, New Year? With the growing Chinese community in South Africa, 
Um, of course, there are more activities, uh, there are more events where uh, the local communities can attend. But I think that it's all started with a fascination. You know, people many, many years back would uh, probably learn the Chinese culture from the uh, the movies by Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. And I think that that's what they would see as the Chinese culture. But I think with Chinese people moving to South Africa and other parts of Africa, we are then able to, you know, through these wonderful platforms, opportunities, uh, engage and um, show what we do and vice versa. We also absorb what the local cultures have for us. So, for example, uh, you, you know, you, you have obviously seen the, the dragon dance. That's always very popular at celebrations, the, the, the lion dance. And I often see the uh, team of uh, performers are not just Chinese people. We have uh, Africans, we have Europeans, we have Chinese, we have Asians uh, performing. So that it's a good indication that shows people are coming to embrace each other's culture. They are learning more. It's that fascination turning into, I want to study your culture. I want to study your language. And um, another thing I would love to share with you is that there's a Buddhist temple in Gauteng province in South Africa in the area called Bronco Sprite, the Nanhua Temple. And again, you know, on, on the New Year's uh, celebration, they feature very prominently in, in the calendar. There's huge celebrations, you know, people go off to the temple. And again, you know, you see it's not just Chinese people attending. They, there's all walks of life. So we certainly want to believe that, um, you know, as Africans and as Chinese, we have this... Um, culture of accepting and, and, you know, walking into other people's cultures and learning more, which is very positive. And there are so many similarities, although we're so far away geographically, we have so much similarities uh, that maybe I can share with you a little bit later. Yes, of course. Um, let me go to Abdullahi. How has the Chinese New Year uh, celebration influenced you personally? And how are other Africans here in China, how do you feel they are embracing this culture? As far as I know, some institutions in China, in Africa, also they will celebrate with the Spring Festival in, with the local people in Africa, such as the Confucian institution. And I think Chinese New Year is very important and also very beautiful traditional festival. Of course, the main purpose is the hope that the more people will participate the events. Are there similarities that you have seen between your culture as, and uh, the Chinese culture during this period? Have you noticed any similarities? Yes, there are some similarities. So we also, we have two very big celebration uh, festival in Somalia. Or Muslim countries. There will be uh, such as uh, our holiday is three days in, in Somalia. We also have a dinner with the family, buy a new clothes. Also, we have uh, new toys for children. And also, we then to uh, give the children for the gifty or red bucket. We, we don't have red bucket, but a gift for gifty money. And the children, they remember that time. And also we visit the parent, relative, foreigners, and we meet also to drink tea together and chatting. 
of course, the children will also they receive uh, other gifts. So I think this is very similarly with Chinese spring festival, and it's also very kind. So we have some similarity in, in Chinese New, New Year. And it's always great to find similarities because it, it connects people even further. Uh, Michael, you mentioned similarities and you are in South Africa. So what kind of similarities uh, have you noticed between the two cultures or the different cultures? Well, the, the one thing I've certainly you know, taken a lot of um, notice is uh, the, the family values, the, the, the respect for the elders. You know, in terms of African culture, the elders are always respected. The grandfathers and grandmothers, they always have you know, very high standing within the family. Uh, you know, the same with us, the Chinese families. You know, our grandparents always are the highest, uh, you know, the head of the family. Uh, and of course, you know, that respect uh, follows down. So that family value and, and um, where we have elders as, as the head and as the people we look up to, it's always very important. And I think just on the other lighter side of things, um, uh, many of my Chinese uh, compatriots, especially the ones that uh, are looking to get married nowadays, would have to worry about uh, you know, giving a, a substantial amount of uh, gift to the uh, the bride's uh, family. You know, in, in African culture, we, we call it labola. And, uh, you know, instead of, um, you know, you going to um, just to pay, you know, there's a negotiation process. And the, the, the Chinese people do the same. You know, the families will always go and negotiate with the other family. And, uh, you know, the same, Zanella, you would know. Abdihali, I don't know whether you have that, uh, you know, in uh, in your part of the world, but there's something similar that uh, yet, like I said, we're geographically so far apart, but these cultures, you know, go down generations and generations. Looking at what has been happening around the world, we've seen many countries, including here in China, there's been a lot of changes with regards to COVID. A lot of restrictions have been lifted. And so I'm curious to know how this will impact your celebrations this year, Michael, and uh, looking back, how did that constrain the celebrations of the Chinese New Year back there in South Africa? In South Africa, the uh, COVID restrictions were lifted some time ago. In fact, you know, we've all been back to normal life and activities, but, but we certainly still want to respect uh, the, the health, good health of other people surrounding us and certainly our own good health. So in, in any kind of celebrations or, you know, big activities, we always observe those good practices. Um, I think, think uh, the other good thing that we must also bear in mind is that uh, we're all coming out of the post-COVID uh, pandemic economic crisis. Um, you know, they certainly impacted all of us around the world. Uh, we will be sensible and uh, reasonable in our celebrations, but I think the spirits will not be dampened. Um, we, we will be reasonable and sensible, uh, but I think uh, just to ensure that uh, we have those wonderful celebrations that uh, we will continue to uphold good and best practices and also at the same time, uh, you know, and again, you know, be, be, be reasonable about things. And uh, as we wrap up, this is the year of the rabbits that is starting on the 22nd of January. So what are you hopeful for as the new year starts? In this new year, I hope to have time to take my wife and the children 
back in my country, in Somalia, to visit my family. But Chinese New Year also, that atmosphere make me uh, miss them even more. So I have this plan because uh, three years I went back in my country. So I hope. Yeah, that's great to go and see people you have not seen due to COVID-19. And uh, what about you, Michael? What are you hopeful for in the new year, the year of the rabbit? And again, you know, it's a it's it's a it's a Chinese person. You know, we uh, have always these uh, attributes and characteristics of a certain um, animal for every year. So the Chinese um, calendar would then, you know, say that the rabbit has certain characteristics uh, and a certain attribute that we look forward to, and one of which is. Uh, uh, a sense of calm. So if you look at a rabbit, you know, it's it's something that's very, very calm and, and pleasing to be with. And I think this must be a year of uh, progress for all of us. We've come out through a, a terrible three years where we couldn't get to places. And Abdelilahi, I certainly want to wish you well travels to see your families uh, back home you haven't seen for three years. I haven't visited China for three years also. So I, I look forward to, to going back to see my friends, a lot of people I have not seen for a long time. But it needs to be a year of progress where we all make good progress in terms of our personal achievements. Businesses must thrive. People that are studying, you know, the academic careers must thrive. People are working, you know, they must progress. And certainly something that we all look forward to is um, a, a sense of togetherness. I think um, the, 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 the nations uh, around the world now understands that when we come across a pandemic such as the COVID-19, you cannot work alone trying to fight this. We need to work together. And I think it's uh, given us a good indication and direction that uh, if there's any uncertainty or any uh, challenges lying ahead in 2023, we as the international community can certainly work around that and together fight any challenges that comes in our way. And uh, no matter where you are, a, a Chinese uh, descent in Africa or an African in China, that uh, we will continue to work with each other and uh, hope that uh, we will achieve the best for, for mankind. So my hope is really it must be a, a year of progress for everybody and uh, very good luck to everyone, all the best and very happy new year for 2023, the year of the rabbit progress and reuniting with families after a long time of being apart, that is certainly something that's great to look forward to in the year of the rabbit. And uh, let me just wish you both also a very happy new year of the rabbit from here in uh, Beijing. That's it for this episode. Let me thank my guests, Councillor Michael Soon, member of the Mayoral Committee for Environment and Infrastructure Services in the city of Johannesburg in South Africa. And in Beijing, Abdullahi Ismail, lecturer at the School of African Studies at the Beijing Foreign Studies University. Thank you for listening. The China Africa Talk team wishes you all a happy and prosperous Year of the Rabbit.